0: Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I am your host, Brian Montes, founder of Works and of the Entrepreneur to Employer Coaching Community. Now in the Entrepreneur to Employer Coaching Community, I have the opportunity to guide founders and entrepreneurs and business owners on hiring employee number one and beyond, to help give them the leadership skills necessary to create an employee experience that's gonna deliver a competitive edge for your business and to help you build a seven to eight figure business that is no longer a job but a business that provides the financial freedom that you always wanted out of your business. Now, I know your time is valuable, and I do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. Every time you tune in to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, you can expect to learn actionable insights to help you build a business that is worthy of a Best Places to Work award, and how to reduce business risk with proactive HR strategies that do have real-world applications. So as you go through the Entrepreneur to Employer journey, I will work to sharpen your skills on how to recruit, hire, and onboard the best people for your company, how to design training systems that work, how to establish proactive HR systems that will actually lower your business risk, how to improve employee performance, how to lead your team through both good times and bad, how to tie your people operations into your financial milestones, and much, much more. So if you're ready to build a team, 10 Xers that can power your business to new heights, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. My name is Brian Montez and I am your host, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer community. First off, I wanted to let you all know that uh, I've put the guest, having guests on the show, on hold for probably about the next month or two. I'm kicked out of my home office right now. Uh, we've uh, had found some mold in the house and so we're going through a major mold remediation project in the house. So My office is currently outside and on client locations because we are a 100% remote company. So uh, I am recording this in my outdoor studio for now, if you will. So if the sound quality isn't as quite as good as you're used to, uh, I do apologize for that. But uh, I am making an effort to get this podcast done and recorded every single week, regardless of circumstances. So hopefully in the next month or two, we can start scheduling guests again and having some other perspectives come onto the show. But for today, what I want to talk about is how you as a business owner or operator need to prevent key person syndrome in your business, also known as a single point of failure, right? You know, we build our businesses and things get going, things get busy, and we don't realize that if we have one person leave, including ourselves, the business stops running. And unfortunately, when, when we build a business where there are multiple single points of failure or multiple key persons... That uh, you know are needed there every single day to keep the business going. You create a lot of problems for the business, right? It's, it's that business can't sustain without those people. You know, you or those people cannot take a vacation or a, or a day off. So there's a lot of problems that flow from having key person syndrome. And what uh, inspired me to talk about this today is I, I was working with a client, a brand new client that just came on. About four weeks ago, and one of the first things we had to deal with was this key person syndrome situation. Um, the director of operations, who is really high up in the organization, something happened, and I don't have all the details yet, but he, he walked out. It was a Tuesday morning, and he had just had enough, and he walked out of the business. He turned his laptop into the HR professional on, on site and walked out of the front door and said, I'm turning in my company equipment. I'm done. And the problem that ensued following that was, you know, he was in charge of IT, so he had all the passwords, he had access to everything, he had access to alarm codes. There were about a dozen things that he did on a regular basis that he had never passed that knowledge along to other employees or written SOPs for or documented the processes. So when he walked out that front door on that Tuesday, the knowledge went with him. So luckily for them, the business didn't stop that day, but the next day when an IT problem hit and they couldn't get in, log into the server to check out what was going on, it became a big problem. Now, luckily the the owner was able to work something out and they had a conversation on Thursday and the gentleman cooled off his emotions. And while he is still quitting his job, he agreed to come back for a couple of weeks and work on a transition plan and get all of that knowledge out of his head and onto paper so that they wouldn't be frozen in time because he had left the, uh, the employment. So it is really, really important that we address this key person syndrome in businesses because knowledge that's not shared with others will prove to be a problem down the road. And the question you have to ask yourself is, would your business survive the hit by a bus test? And I know that's not a nice analogy, but that really is the analogy that we use. It's the hit by a bus test. If you were unable to come to the office for an extended period of time because you got hit by a bus on your way to work, would your business survive? And it's a yes or no question. And what if your team members were to suddenly get injured and not be able to come in for several months? How long before things would start to fall apart? The idea of losing a key team member sounds frightening to you. Well, it should be. And you definitely want to keep listening to the rest of this episode. Preventing key person syndrome really needs to be a top priority for you and your business. So let's start by discussing what is key person syndrome, and then I'm going to go through some proactive measures you can take to prevent it from happening. This way you can get into the office and start thinking about the the hit-by-the-bus test, and if the answer is yes, you need to start thinking about how do I implement a solution to make sure I don't have key person syndrome. All right, so what is key person syndrome? Well, I want to make sure that you fully understand it. So in general, key person syndrome occurs when a business heavily relies on one individual to handle critical tasks or processes. Oftentimes, it is going to be the business owner or the founder or the operator, but it really could be anyone in a position of power within the business. It could be your office manager who knows when and where to pay the bills and how to handle bank transactions and process payroll. It could be the sales manager who knows the ins and outs of your client base. And without this person, you would surely lose your best clients. Or it could be someone with else within your company, any position which the team member has knowledge that's not shared with others could prove to be a problem down the road. So what do you do to make sure you don't have key person syndrome? Well, you will have to take proactive measures in your business to make sure this doesn't happen. So to counteract the dangers of key person syndrome, you need to take a proactive measure to ensure knowledge and skills are shared and documented throughout the organization as a standard practice. You need to make this a priority every single day, because if you don't, then it will snowball on you and you will forget that it needs to be done because business goes on, things get busy. And if you don't build this into your processes every single day, then a few days will go by, you'll forget to do it. Then all of a sudden a week goes by two weeks, three weeks. And before you know it, you're right back to square one with key person syndrome. So you need to make sure that every time a new process is implemented into your workplace, whatever it is, right, new customers are put into CRM where other people have access to it other than that particular sales manager, right? If new, if new passwords are created for the server, new IT infrastructure is put in, you have to make sure that as the business grows and things change, those processes are documented so that that knowledge transfer can occur. So how do you go about making it a priority every single day? Well, number one, you need to have a cultural commitment to strategic depth. I'll say that one more time in case you're taking notes. You have to have a cultural commitment to strategic depth. A strong company culture that values shared knowledge and cross training is crucial to preventing key person syndrome. Employees should be encouraged to collaborate, learn from one another, and document their processes as they take on new tasks. And what does this mean by create a cultural commitment? You have to create an environment where hoarding knowledge is not a benefit. You have to create an environment where people don't feel they need to justify their jobs. And in order to do that, they don't share knowledge out of that fear of, well, if I pass my knowledge along, they won't need me. Okay. So it's critical that this cultural commitment to strategic depth creates that psychological safety that is required so that people are willing to say, hey, This is under my responsibility, but I'm going to write the SOP. I'm going to do the knowledge transfer. I'm going to do the Loom video. I'm going to make sure that this process is accessible to other team members in case I don't make it in tomorrow. So build that culture that is committed to strategic depth. Number two, systematization and documentation. Encourage employees to create processes and document everything that they do in a day. Now, this is not only going to safeguard against knowledge loss, but it's also going to streamline operations and improve overall efficiency. They can go on vacation or take an extended leave and not have to worry about things being missed while they are gone. Why is this important? One reason it's important is because this will prevent burnout. If employees become key persons and they know that, they will feel they can never take a day off or a vacation because they feel the business will flail without them. Something will go wrong while they're gone. And that's an unfair pressure to put on employees. And it's also, if, it's, if you're doing it to yourself as a business owner, it's not fair to you, right? You didn't start the business to have a job. You started the business to create a working business that you could either sell, pass on to your kids, that you can do something with over time. And if you've created a business where it will fail because you as a business owner decide you wanna take a two-week vacation, then all you've done is create a job for yourself. So creating those systems and documentation is critical to making sure the business can operate without you. Number three, cross-training and redundancy. Facilitate cross-training among among team members to ensure that everyone knows how to do all the positions within your company. Having redundancies can help reduce the risk of operational disruptions in the absence of a key person, right? So this is where the cross-training comes in, and the thing about it is it's not that you know if if employee B gets cross trained they're not doing that job every single day so it's not that they're taking on more work in within the regular day they are just getting trained to be a backup just in case so make sure that you take a look at your team and start to map out okay this person we can have them be the backup for this this person can be the backup for that and make sure that you have spread that risk out by cross training your team to pick up different components of each other's role So that should one person be out, the business continues to operate. Number four, open communication. Engage in open and honest discussions with that key person about the importance of sharing knowledge and fostering a team-oriented approach. Encourage them to mentor others and take pride in contributing to the collective success of the organization. Let them own this. If they're the key person, or even if it's you, have that open communication and make sure they understand that. It's a benefit. It's a positive to sharing that knowledge. It benefits you. It benefits that the employee, whoever it is that's the key person, being willing to transfer that knowledge and create systems and documentation and create those Loom videos and, and make sure that people are cross-trained, it's a benefit to that key person because then not everything falls onto their shoulders. So by focusing on these four things: company culture, systemization, cross-training, and communication. You can ensure that your business is able to pass the hit by a bus bus test with flying colors. You want to make sure that you can pass that test so that your business will continue to go on. So that your business is sustainable should one person not be able to make it to work for a while. All right. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, I do have a favor to ask, subscribe and like the podcast. Feel free to leave a review. I read each and every review. And I use those reviews to make sure that the podcast continues to get better and better each week. And of course, if you know somebody else that would benefit from this episode, grab the link, text it to them and say, hey, I just heard this episode on how to avoid key person syndrome in our businesses. I think you would benefit from it and share it with them. I would greatly appreciate that. Make it a great week and we will talk to you next week.